Can you can you guys test your microphones now? Sibilance, sibilance, syphilitic, sibilance. MJ. Chlamydia. So that we don't run into trivia um, I apologize to everybody who tried to listen to the second half of that last podcast It was It was getting rowdy up I, in here I, I did, What? I, I barely listened to it So <laughs> You say what, David? Huh? Yeah Huh? Um, exactly So And also we want to play Yes so um, There's that Possibly, we'll see uh, But yeah we'll see me <laughs> You can't uh, back out now No, that's, that's fair, that's fair I, I, did, I did agree to this So um, I'll suck it up and do it but uh, thank you for coming back, and uh, we had a, a pretty eventful week for the Loons. They actually scored some goals for once. Um, they conceded some goals as well, but they actually scored some too. So um, let's just jump. We'll jump right into it. Um, if you're not a part of the Patreon, remember to get on that. Uh, also, fun, uh, fun uh, programming note. Next week, we're going to be recording a little later, and we'll be back over Zoom because we are having a very special guest. One Mr. Alexi Lawless will be joining the podcast. Um, I have his email and everything, so if you have any uh, hate mail you want to send Alexi Lawless's way, just uh, holler, slide into our DMs. It would be embarrassing if we showed up without any actual questions because, well... Well, Jess, can you tell us who Alexi Lawless is? No. <laughs> exactly. So this Not will, at all. This will be fun. I'm guessing... <laughs> no one who, wa- who watches soccer doesn't have an opinion about Alexi Lawless, and you are like... The one person who doesn't have an opinion about Alexi Lawless. And here Lawless. I am, in and all I'm, my glory. I'm sure he's actually absolutely going to love it, too. Uh, he, he will eat it up, I think. So um, definitely check out that podcast. next. You can make come up a little bit, make it out a, a little bit later. Um, just want to make sure, actually, everything works and is all good. So That's going to be a Zoom one, and I'm going to try to behave and not interrupt. Or get on your pole in, your <laughs> in the middle of the, of the Zoom call. <laughs> Listen, I, I just know that I'm going to be out gingered for this next pod and not that i'm not usually out gingered but like i mean yeah yeah like now now i'm gonna be way out way out gingered yeah we should um we should actually find some great pictures of alexi laws back from like the 19 like early 90s yes i think you get a kick out of that would be awesome (laughs) all right well we have a lot to talk about uh in terms of actual minnesota united news so let's uh let's jump into it first match um happened well yeah first match happened on wednesday the 28th of july um, last Wednesday, LAFC uh, two Minnesota United two. Um, we had a big lineup change on the right. Jess, you want to tell us about it? Oh my gosh, Ethan Finley is back, and he doesn't even have a dad bod. <laughs> he started his first game since May in a one. What was that? One zero win versus FC Dallas. So welcome back, Mr. Finley. 
Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about him in the second game because he gets on the score sheet in the second game. Whoop, whoop. Um, but Minnesota runs out a, 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 a kind of what we thought, typical 4-3-3 defensive, defensively-minded structure um, with Dotson, Trapp, and Hayes uh, in the middle with uh, Ray, Luden, Finley um, out on the right or on the, in the, sorry, out front. And the same back, uh, same back four that we've been having. Um, unfortunately, uh, Gasper went down in the 17th minute with uh, what was later described as a hip flexor uh, uh, injury, um, bringing on DJ Taylor to play on the left-hand side, um, which I don't know if he's played much left, uh, you know, left fullback, but he went in there. Better than Yuka Raitala at this point. Which is saying a lot. If, if Raitala, who was signed as a backup left back, can't get in the field, um, and didn't start the next game either. DJ Taylor started the next game, saying either a lot about DJ Taylor or a lot about Yuka Ratala or a l- maybe a little bit of both. A lot about a lot about both. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Final answer. DJ Taylor's been solid. Yes, he has. Super solid. I was like, where did this guy come from? North Carolina FC. Yep. We t- <laughs> he was <laughs> a Railhawk, which we all know what that is now. Thank you. I don't think they were the Railhawks at this point. I think Technically they dropped, not a Railhawk. They dropped but, the Railhawks. But, but, but yes. Uh, well, whoever they legacy, are now. Legacy crisis. Re- what the legacy fuck is a Railhawk? Yeah. So. What the fuck is a North a Carolina train, FC? It's a Hawk train. Hawk train. <laughs> uh, so LFC made a move right before Choo-choo. this game, about um, a day before this game. Um, MJ, you want to tell us a little bit about that? There was a trade on Tuesday, July 27th. Mark Anthony K. Goes to Colorado, as well as a first-round pick in the 2022 Super Draft for $1 million in Garber Bucks and a 2022 international roster spot. Yep, so this is another, I mean, uh, LAFC traded Walker Zimmerman last year. Um, this is another uh, big piece of theirs. Um, they certainly have uh, been made overtures to some international players to come in. I believe there are talks with an Argentinian uh, attacker. Um to take Mark Anthony K's spot, and Mark Anthony K is obviously Canadian, so he costs you know he costs an international spot right now, um, which I'm sure LAFC is planning on using that for. Tell for something. me about these international spots. This is something I was not aware of. So each team gets, uh, I think it's eight spots that can be held by anybody. Um, you need to be either a U.S. citizen or have a green card, mm-hmm. um, or if you're in if you're a Canadian team, a U.S. citizen or a Canadian citizen. Uh, and and or have a green card. If you have a green card, so like Romain Menier, that's why he spent two weeks in in France was to get his green card so that he wouldn't take up an international spot. I currently, see. so you only get eight. You can trade them. Um, we've traded international spots before as Minnesota United, and traded for them and traded them away. So yeah, you can only have a. It's the rule. I guess you know it's they want to develop more American players. Is I guess the yeah. the general basis for the rule, but that makes sense. It doesn't really work that way. Not yeah. really. Now when it, now when you, anybody can get a green card, I mean it's a little harder now with with COVID and everything. It takes a little more time, but like it's it's it, I would say it's not easy to get yeah. a green card. So, but the the idea is that by getting a green card, you as a player are usually investing in something of being more of a permanent resident. Yes, and which I love the, because the, I love Metinier. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, so it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I so do. first half, uh, as I mentioned, Gasper. Uh, Goes out with the, down with the hip flexor. I, I didn't get a chance to rewatch this game, so I don't know if he um, and MJ. We mean we were talking about this before uh, before you got here, just if he if it was a contact injury or if it was not a contact the injury. TV didn't show. Yeah, producer fail. So, which leads to believe it must you know probably something he picked you know, maybe a knock he picked up and then just um, 
uh, as you put it in the notes, gassed purred uh, and uh, went down. He's gassed. Yes. Yeah, he was gassed purred. Yeah. So I mentioned DJ Taylor comes in for Gasper. Um, not a ton of. Uh, this is a late game. It was a 9:30 kickoff. Not a ton of action, other than uh, in the 40th minute, Carlos Vela doing Carlos Vela things and absolutely roofing uh, on a counter from Cifuentes. And uh, yeah, this is a hell of a goal. This is 90% on Metinier and 10% on Hayes. And the reason why I say that is Metinier natural pass would have been up the line, but Hayes was, wasn't getting wide fast enough, so he wasn't open up the line. So his only option, other than going back to the goalkeeper, was to try to hit trap. And to get trapped, the only way that Diego Rossi was forcing him was to kind of go behind Diego Rossi towards the middle and it was almost a blind pass. He can't see beyond Diego Rossi. He knows Trapp's over there in that general space. So he's passing the space. Doesn't see Sefuentes at all. Sefuentes steps up, steals the ball. Trapp has no chance at this ball. Right? Yeah. 2%. Trapp has 2% to try to beat Sefuentes to this ball. And so Velas sees the step up by Sefuentes. He's off to the races. No way Debassi or uh, Coleman can get back. Yeah. But would Boxel have gotten back? That's my question. If Boxel had been on the line, I don't, I don't know. That's that was a tough one. Plus, it's Carlos Vela, and he just he just absolutely fucking uncorked it. So I'm not even yeah. sure Michael yeah. Boxel could have done anything with the with the that also, bad of a giveaway. Full field vision away from the ball is not any of our defenders' strengths. No, including Boxel, and yeah. Boxel's is better than most. But that's okay. Yeah, um, I don't think that helps. So, first half ends one nothing. Um, LAFC definitely put more um, more pressure on Minnesota, but Minnesota, you know, <clears throat> you got to get credit to their defenses. It, in spite of all these injuries and stuff, has actually stepped up and played pretty well, bending but not breaking. Um, in the 46 minute, uh, former loon Raheem Edwards uh, comes on for Morillo um, of LAFC, and three minutes later, Robin Lude unquarks an absolute stonker of a shot as well to make a game one uh, one. Anything on the Reynoso goal? I mean, other than it was just fucking gorgeous. Yeah, uh, the producer fail again. You couldn't really see how the ball got into play. It went out of bounds. I assume Metnier had a quick throw in. I think it was a quick throw from Metnier. Yeah, and then I then assume, because they chose to do a close-up on an LAFC player, and the LAFC player is, like, realizing the play is starting, and he's turning around. And it is kind of hilarious that both the producer and the cameraman and – the LAFC player are all suffering the same thing. No, show the full play. Look <laughs> at the full field. And none of them are doing it. Yeah. Um, but what I assume is Metnier threw it to Finley. Finley laid it off to Lude. Lude had this amazing, like, thread the needle pass horizontally. And then Reynoso did this amazing stop-go move to get around uh, Farfan. He's yeah. so fancy. Yes, yeah. Farfan. Um, it was an absolutely uh, great goal. Definitely a uh, um, goal of the week contender for sure. Uh, so Minnesota ties it up 1-1, and then all of a sudden it looks like maybe we can steal a point here in, in L.A., which we like and to we do. we are very excited. Um, 68th minute, uh, Grey Goose comes in for Corey Hayes. Uh, and then the 74th minute, um, much to the chagrin of everybody who was watching at the Black Heart, uh, Ozzy Alonso comes in for Reynoso and Agudelo for Lude, mm. moving to more of a 4-4-2 <clears throat> and definitely setting up, to, trying to set up to just steal a point in L.A., which, as we've noticed the last few games... Has not, does not work with Ozzy Alonso at this point in his career because yeah. three minutes later, 
uh, Tristan Blackman um, scores a header, a header goal. Um, MJ, what do you have on this one? It was a corner kick from Atuesta. Uh, four LAFC players were backdoor. One stayed high and wide for like long rebounds. The other three all crashed the net, and we only covered one. Yeah. We double teamed Raheem Edwards, which I don't have a problem with. He's a scoring threat coming into the box. But the other two fuckers, we didn't even know that they were there. Again, everyone was facing the ball. If we're all facing to the right and being 90 degrees to the goal face, you can't see the backdoor cutters. Yeah. You need to have at least two defenders facing forward and then turning their heads to look at the ball so they can snap around and defend. Um, it takes too much time to pivot on your like right foot, get square to the net, and defend. You need yeah. to already be facing that direction. Ass to the net. Moral of the story, always keep an eye on your back door. Yes. Just very generally very good advice. Uh, all right, and then the 89th minute, Raheem Edwards follows Brent Coleman. Um, Brent Coleman gets up and does stupid fucking Brent Coleman things and uh, touches <laughs> touches Raheem Edwards' hair. Um, <gasps> MJ, I know you, you, you just put in mini rant here, so I'll let you go. Listen, I know that Brent Coleman's intent was just, hey, you're a former teammate, I'm going to pat you on the back. Except he couldn't reach his back because Raheem Edwards is that much faster than him. So by the time he comes down to pat his back, Edwards is far away and he, he, hit, he hits his head. I don't think he was deliberately trying to hit his head, but... But Coleman, just keep your hands to yourself, Keep God your hands to your fucking self. And for anyone out there, don't touch someone's hair without their consent. And especially if you are a white person and the other person is a person of color, don't touch their fucking hair without their consent. Really? Yes. Yeah. 100%. No. And don't pretend to understand it either. Right. <laughs> um, there's I, a, I, that's something yeah, I there's don't a, I can't remember say. the name of it. There's this really great horror movie. Uh, it might be, just be called Hair on Hulu. If you're into, like, it's just, it's really good. It's about um, uh, weaves and, like, this weave, like, it's, anyway, it's hard to explain, but it's no, just, no, no. it's I, fucking I'm great. I'm intrigued already. It's fucking great. It's on Hulu. So I think if you search hair on Hulu, it probably pops up. Uh, so referee announces, uh, uh, fourth official announces three minutes of stoppage time. Um, in the 90 uh, plus one minute, um, I, you know, at this point it looked grim, looked like Minnesota was going to lose. They have two really good opportunities within about two minutes of one another. Um, Dotson beats Farfan and shoots, and Agudelo gets a rebound, but they're both save, amazing saves by the keeper Romero, um, who this is what, Ellie is what, fourth keeper after since Tyler Miller left? Like, they just <laughs> keep... They can't keep a keeper, so. 20-year-old Romero. Yep, 20-year-old. And then in the 90-plus second minute, uh, Farfan thinks he gets fouled and just basically lies down on the pitch. MJ, you want to tell us a little bit about this, uh, this event? It looks like embellishment or simulation. It didn't look like, the, like anyone touched him. Yeah. But he definitely did not. But, was, but he's going to play the CONCACAF dark arts. It was definitely trying to be concacaf for sure. Yeah, he's going to – I'm going to, like – we don't need to add more stoppage time. They've, we're already in stoppage time. So he knows it's 91 minutes and change, and it's only supposed to go to 93 minutes. So I'm just going to lie on the ground for about a minute and see how much more – so, and then when they finally get him up and the trainers come off, the ref is ordering for him to get off the, off the pitch. And he leaves like he has this injury and he's gingerly walking 
like slow. He stops a couple times to like yeah. yell at the ref and, and yeah. yell at other players. And Bob Bradley's getting in on the act. He's yelling at the fourth official, distracting the fourth like trying to delay things. Yeah, it, it's Boo. poor it's, sportsman. It's so horseshit. So what does the center ref do to to his credit? He adds more stoppage time on top of stoppage time. I love it. And then uh, that's when magic happens. It's a Hassani Dotson banger. Um, an absolutely great <clears throat> pass from young Grey Goose to, uh, to Dotson, who one touches it um, or takes it down with, and then, and then takes spins. it down and then, and then just and swings through the ball, just absolutely kicks the shit out of it. Uh, and pass Romero to give Minnesota a 2 2 draw. It's a beautiful goal. It was a beautiful assist. It was a, kind of a desperation assist. Uh, one of those, like, where young Grey Goose is off balance. Yeah, and he just knows hoofs it. He knows he's got to do something with it, and we have three people kind of around the box that might get on top of this. So he he sends it across those three people. Yeah, it hits Dotson perfectly. Yeah, it was absolutely great. Bangers only, bitches. Both these goals from Minnesota were absolutely great goals. So like beautiful to look at too. So so yeah, so that ends two two. Minnesota steals a point in L.A. and it is definitely what it was stealing a point in L.A. Um, one of those draws that feels like wins. Yeah. And, uh, Which are okay with me. Yeah, of course. Um, in in MLS, getting points on the road is um, if a you thing. Get, if you can get a draw, you're good. So, so then uh, we have our, our one of our questions here is uh, how much is Heat to blame for Gasper's Netflix or injury? He was the only Loons player that has played in every minute of every game in 2021. Why? I kind of feel of like all, s- that's disgusting. Someone needs to. Like, even the youngest, most talented Pedro needs to be subbed off once in a while. Or, like, maybe he starts every game, but maybe you sub him off a couple times. I don't know. Like, rest the fucker. Yeah, for sure. So I say 80%. He's 80% to blame. Ah, I would say way more than that. But also, on the flip side, I am not crying about it. Like, Gasper's been inconsistent to at best. And I have no idea why he was the only loon that's played every fucking minute of every fucking game this season so far. I'm sad to hear that. Uh, so I, I'm, it's time. That it's time. 95% inchy, 5% just being a human. Yeah. Uh, fullbacks tend to play most matches. Um, I don't know why that is. Like Andy Robertson for Liverpool. I think he played every every minute, but like three last last season. And it's weird because you know, they're, especially fullbacks like even Minnesota system and Liverpool system, they're running up and down the field. Yeah, you would no. think give them a give them a break every once in a while. It's not like Gasper's doing things that make his uh, him unbenchable because his guy he, he's an amazing at crosses or amazing at taking on defenders. He is, or he's a really great defender himself. He's not, he's none of those things. He is like. He's improved mediocre. a lot, he's but yeah. improved a lot, but he's mediocre <laughs> at best for most of those things. Right. Um, he's, and he's had a shining moment yeah. recently. I'm, all I'm not going to say he's improved. I'm all for Heath playing kids. I'm glad he wants to play the kids, get them experience. There are kids that he did not let them get experience. But then there's, like, taking that too far. Yeah. So, and we said DJ Taylor played really well in his absence um, and actually played pretty well in the next game, too, that we're going to talk about here in a second. But let's jump in uh, quickly. Our Freddie Adu's. Do you have a percentage game. of blame? Oh, I, without seeing it, if it's contact injury, then yeah, it's not on Heath. If it's non contact injury, then it's like 100% on Heath. Okay. So somewhere between 50 and 100%. I don't think anyone contacted him. We yeah. all have seen Gasper trip over his own feet. That's true. That is true. Does have some big boots. 
So, yeah. uh, all right, who do you have, uh, Freddie Adu's? My good Freddie Adu from Minnesota is Ozzy Lonzo. <laughs> Woof. That's my bad. He had that one time where he was dribbling forward and no one was going with him. He beat two defenders on his own and no one trusted him to beat them, so they just stayed back and played defense. He had no one to pass to. And then there was a time where, well, sorry, two times where Metinier turned the ball over and slowly jogged back. And who's there to make the block? Ozzy Alonso. It's because that's what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be staying back and oh, not, he did his job. not gallivanting Yay. forward. Um, <laughs> I thought he did well on both sides of the ball, David. Okay. Well, I agree to disagree. Uh, do you have, so you had Metnier as your, uh, your bad Freddy? Uh, so Metnier and he, again, you need to have either, Metnier needs to know that if he turns the ball over, as someone on the back line, he has to hustle his ass off to try to get the ball back or help his back line defend. Walking, sauntering, or jogging back and watching everyone else attack your, your goal net is not acceptable if you have back in your position name. Yeah. That's a, and, and so to see him do it twice, it was just like, oh, this is horseshit. Like, yes, Trap's supposed to be back there helping. You know, Hayes is supposed to cover you for you when you're going forward. But if you're the one that turns the ball over in the midfield, you should be hustling back. Yeah. And, and so I blame most of that on Metinier, but also, like, Heath should be making sure that, you know, if there's a turnover, we have help behind Metinier. Sure. I, you know, I'm giving my good friend you, I already mentioned, <clears throat> I think Ozzy Alonso probably deserves it. If you come in and three minutes later you, you're scored on, as, and you are uh, meant to be the defensive help, that's not, not great. Um, for my good one, I'll give it to Dotson. I mean, game-winning goal, um, put in a really good shift all, all game. Um, was helping out defensively where he needed to, but also was getting forward offensively. Seems just better with Ozzy, or with uh, Hisani Dotson in the in the starting eleven. Yes. Uh, how about for uh, LAFC? Do you have a bad Freddie Adu? Oh, I already said uh, Ozzy Alonso. Oh, so yeah. Okay, we we agreed to disagree yeah. there. Uh, my my LAFC good Freddie Adu and bad Freddie Adu. This is a a true Adu, <laughs> as David has coined. Uh, there, it's my good Freddie Adu is Carlos Vela. For scoring goals, and my bad Freddie Adu is also Carlos Vela. Jacory Hayes had, with the exception of like maybe one defensive lapse, had a really really good game on both sides of the ball. He was helping on defense. He was helping on offense. His movement off the ball was good. He's defending Vela really tight as he's dribbling horizontally across the goal, and Vela immediately feels the hand on his shoulder, and he goes down, and he gets a fucking whistle for it. He gets a fall just outside of the box. Well, it's a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> it, it was a it was a horseshit play. The ref sh- never should have whistled it. It's 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 not a foul. If anything, it's an embellishment on Carlos Vela. But whatever. Yeah. But he did give us extra minutes for us to tie the game, and thus I forgive him. Yeah, Vela's that Vela's a good shout. Uh, I'll I'll say uh, for good. Um, Yeah, let's go with Romero. Um, kid had a really great game. Neither of those goals were on him. They were definitely on a lack of defenders sort of stepping up to their man. Um, so let's give it to Romero. And then for Shitty Fredu, it's actually helped Minnesota. I'm going to go with Farfan for just being a petulant child yes. um, <laughs> when things didn't go his way, So which helped our team. 
And that, that is the truest of the shitty Freddy Adus is when your uh, Freddy Adu antics help the other team steal points in your, uh, in your stadium. So. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> All right, so then Minnesota played a game uh, four days later um, the, on Saturday against Vancouver in uh, Rio Tinto at, uh, at RSL. The last game that Vancouver is going to play in the U.S., they can finally go back to Canada and play games in Canada now. Um, but they were, they were actually allowed to play this game there but the logistical stuff was too much for Minnesota to, to get into Canada, so they uh, they kept the game in in Salt Lake City or in uh, in Rio Tinto, um, the last at Sandy, Utah home game away from home. Yeah, for, exactly. For so Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, Canadian teams haven't. I mean, Toronto and Montreal played have played a couple games at home already. Vancouver hasn't played at home since 2019. Yeah, <laughs> since no. the end of 2019. So they're poor ticket holders. Or they maybe they maybe they took maybe they had one game. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't have any games before the lockdown last year. Okay, yeah, yeah that sucks. It sucks for them. It sucks for the supporters. Um, I'm hoping that they'll be able to play the rest of the games. So Minnesota runs out basically the exact same lineup: a four through three, except DJ uh, Taylor comes in for Chase Gasper. So basically, everybody who had played 90 minutes, or in DJ Taylor's case, uh, 73 minutes, went out and played again. On uh, you know, when you, when, when you have three games in 15 days, maybe don't. Maybe don't in the third game. In 15 days, don't run out the same lineup that played most of the minutes. The I previous. swear to God, Heath just pulls out the sheet from last game, and he's like, "Are these guys? St- uh, they're good? Oh no, no, this one's not good. Okay, let me just throw some other name up there." And and that's what he does again and again and again, and that's how Gasper's played so many fucking minutes of so many fucking matches. It's. It's nerve-wracking and, and not even nerve-wracking. It's frustrating being a supporter of this team and, and just and watching shit like this. And she played them into the dirt. Yeah, it's just it's just I can't. And then when we complain about it, we get called you know ignorant Americans who don't understand subs and and all this bullshit. Um, we're not supporting the team. We're not supporting the team, even yeah. though no, no, no we, we support the team. Oh, we yeah. support good health care. Yeah, players' health first. And of course, pretty much uh, <clears throat> as true to form, 36-minute uh, Christian Jome uh, scores an absolutely br- b- beautiful goal, um, assisted by uh, Tybert of Vancouver, um, who actually had a couple players out, uh, one due to yellow card accumulation, and then uh, two, uh, Maxime Capot, their, their starting goalkeeper, and Cavallini are with the Canadians, uh, the Canadian men's national team, um, who played uh, on Thursday in the uh, semifinal of the Gold Cup, so they were unavailable. And Bruno Gaspar was injured, but whatever. Gaspar was injured, correct, yeah. So, um, no excuses. Yeah. So, this, yeah, so Dijome scores. Uh, this, again, is a, a fault of, uh, or partially to blame, Romain Metnier. Romain Metnier, again, passed the ball to someone from the other team and then doesn't make an effort to run at the ball to get it back, doesn't make an effort to get back in position on defense. And sure enough, the home scores. Wasn't too much longer before Minnesota countered, though. Um, 45th minute goal from Ethan Finley. Uh, the assists from Lude and Reynoso. Um, I don't really remember this goal so much. So it's, It was like he like, like ran into the goal with it. Oh, okay. So was it a shot from Reynoso? Or, or no, was no, 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 no. Pass? Like Finley, like, I felt like there was a, he was on the ground-ish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, Lude 
made a pass, I think, laterally to, to Reynoso, and Reynoso okay. had one of his thread the needle up the middle. Oh, sure. And Finley was making this great run between the center backs. Okay. I kind of, I'm not vaguely remembering it now. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. what he can do, what, what Reynoso can do what, with his vision on the field is just fucking mind-blowing. Um, second half starts. Uh, Hunu comes on for Ja'Cory Hayes. Minnesota moves into a more of 4-2-3-1, a, a more of attacking formation, which... Considering it's Vancouver, you kind of hope they would have done from the start, but uh, better yep. late, better late than never. Uh, pays off about 30 minutes later when uh, Robin Lude has a brilliant goal from uh, from Will Trap, giving Minnesota a two-one lead. And we loved it. We did. Um, we felt really good about it. <laughs> we and were winning. Yes, we were winning in the 91st minute. Uh, Grey Goose comes on for Reynoso, dropping Minnesota back into a four-three-three formation. Uh, and then the uh, third minute of stoppage time, uh, Dejome and Finley. Dejome goes is is attacking. Um, Finley seems to have uh, seems to have the angle. Dejome wraps his leg around Finley and then just falls over. He caused the contact. All of the contact. That fucker. Yeah. Uh, he he steps over Finley's leg. Yeah. And then pretends like Finley swept his leg. Yep. Um, they're really. They didn't. You said there's VAR here. They didn't look at VAR on this. I they, mean, did. They, 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 they did. They, they didn't. The referee did not go to the monitor. The, the center ref did not. Yeah, but the the VAR ref did. There was so little Ho, time. Jose, Jose Gutierrez or Jose Gomez, whatever the guy's name was, Jose Gonzalez. The VAR ref looked at it, and then so I blame him. Yeah, because the Eastern European American ref that was the center ref. This was his third game. It's his third game, refing MLS. Not his third game refing ever. And I thought up until this point, he did a pretty good job. I did too. And so when it, this sticky town comes to VAR, he's relying on a more experienced VAR ref to help him make the call. He's not going to he, insert himself. Yeah, he was it, definitely talking to him. You could see. And so the VAR ref you reviewed go to the monitor it. On that and, one. And, the, and the VAR ref should have said, you need I to go think to the this, yeah. you should look at it too. So I blame the VAR ref, whatever his fucking name yeah. was. That well, was horseshit. We're coming for him. <laughs> In the 94th minute, uh, Dejome com- uh, completes the penalty uh, for a 2-2 draw for a draw that felt like a loss. So yeah. this is a very uh, we Evertonian uh, kind of week for Minnesota yeah, United. I w- uh, David, you, you stole my line. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, really? Are, are, are Minnesota United going to be the next Everton? Uh, drawing when you're supposed to win, drawing when you're supposed to lose, and just drawing and never getting that three points that is gets you the most points per game, always getting that one point. I hope that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, I hope it's not too. I'm uh, done with draws now. <laughs> we can move on. Well, we have three home games in a row, so we should uh, hopefully uh, not get, you know, should be able to pile on the pressure. Let's do our first use for this one quick. Um, MJ, why don't you uh, go first, Minnesota? My f- Freddie Adu good for Minnesota is Robin Lud. He was involved with both goals. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can't argue with you there. He's, and he'd be my, my bad Freddie Adu again is Metnier. Uh Maybe someone a, someone else that needs a rest at his position. I mean, he just spent two weeks uh, in France, like v- vacationing on like the, the the French Riviera. Man, uh, yeah. I don't think so, he needs more. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure we can verify that that's what was. Happening. I think there were some. I think there were some Instagram shots of him uh, in very nice beaches. Well, and you stuff. did not forward them to me. <laughs> I would like to see them. My and point you. is that Metnier may not be in game shape yet. So that's a fair point. Whether he's too tired or not back in shape yet, probably shouldn't be playing as much as he is because he doesn't look like he has any sort of gumption to get back and play defense. Especially not after playing 90 straight minutes the night before, or what, three nights before or whatever. Yeah, so. th- again, three games in 15 days, 
Metanier yeah. played in all of them. We're happy he's back. I'm happy he's back. Yeah. Um, he also had like three moonball crosses that did nothing. Yeah, his crossing has not looked great since he's been back from from France. I went with uh, I will, I'll go with Lude too. I, you're, you're right, and you're involved in both goals. You got to get the Freddie Adu award. Um, I, I'm going with you know classic uh, you know old school days I know uh, action. I'm going with Adrian Heath, starting the same fucking <laughs> same fucking eleven. Yeah, um, in in altitude, uh, four days like I said, four days after. Um, if you and I'm talking about Heath. Both Heat, the coach, and Heat, the, the the sporting director. If you don't trust your depth, that's that's on you, man. That's that's fucking on you. These are your guys. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Adrian Heath in that one. I, that's it's been a while since I've given Adrian Heath the uh, shitty Freddie Adu, but he definitely, I think he definitely earned it this game. This this might, you know, when it comes to playoff seeding and whether hosting a playoff game or not, this two points might come back to bite us in the ass. Honestly, this is great. I gave Heath the Freddie the bad Freddie Adu in the first game. In the LAFC game, now you're giving him the Freddie Adu in the Vancouver game. This is what we call fair and balanced, everyone. <laughs> All right, Vancouver. Um, who do you got, MJ? My good Freddie Adu is uh, Nuwinski. Uh, Nuwinski came in at right back as subbing in for, I believe, uh, Bruno Gaspar or one of the guys who cannot ma- be there. Cavallini. Ke- oh, Cavallini. Cavallini. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So, and he looked good. He looked solid. Uh, he was the one tasked with when we were playing Reynoso as a left wing of containing him, and he did a pretty good job. Yeah. And my bad for you do is bad boy Godoy. Um, Eric Godoy, uh, he had a stupid foul on Unu that should have been a yellow card. That just, uh, you know, Unu was running with the ball. He stood him up, made no attempt to play a ball, totally just wanted to play his body, knocked him down to the ground. And then he's also the one that let Lude cut inside to his favorite left foot for the Lude goal. So, so bad boy, Godoy, you are my bad for the do. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't have much to add there. I think you pretty much nailed it. I, I might give the good Friday to as much as it pains me to uh, to Jajome, who had a really great goal for his first goal and did the did the dark arts to uh, to get the uh, to get the point. So yeah, it's hard. It, you'd love to see it when it's your team, and you hate to see it when it's on the other team. So fuck the homie. Truth. Um, all right. So couple big questions. Um, first, Wither Ramon Abila, Wither Juan Chope, man. Um, it was reported <laughs> by Wither Juan Chope. Wither Juan Chope. Um, was reported. By uh, Indy Greeter from the Pioneer Press that Ramon Albula was left off the team plane to Vancouver and in uh, RSL. Um, he doesn't seem to be in the team's plans at all. He hasn't played since he got that uh, kind of amazing red card where he you know kidney punches yeah. a dude. And I know there's some you know kind of MJ Anon conspiracy theories like oh we're just, we don't want to play him because we are trying to make sure we don't you know hit the loan option uh, trigger no that was your that was your conspiracy yeah that was my conspiracy it was very my, my conspiracy the, M- the MJ non conspiracy is that is that Minnesota United is trying to punish him for the red card even further oh sure okay F- fair enough um, when we know that's not what yeah he's I mean he's clearly again falling out of favor I don't know how or why or other than other than the red card I mean unless he's he must be a terrible uh we, we all know Keith loves training, and he values training, so he must be a really terrible trainer, which, um, I mean, if you've seen Juan Chope, the guy doesn't look like he puts in too much extra work, um, and, and definitely he seems to love cheeseburgers. But but <laughs> but his mate game is super strong. Mate game is, is, uh, is so on point. So maybe part of it is that Heath is jealous of his mate game. What's a mate? Oh, you've never had mate? 
Nope. Okay, we'll have to fix that soon. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a, a coffee esque beverage. It's delicious. Argentinians absolutely uh, swear by it. So I'm already in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very popular in the Andes. Yep. So Chile, Chile and Peru. Yep. Have their versions of mate. Yes. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk to Rodrigo and see if we can set up uh, some mate tasting. Yes. As well as some pisco tasting. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, it was reported, actually, that Pat Mahomes uh, is buying into the Sporks. Pat Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. So my question for you guys. Sporks? Sporting Kansas Sporting City. Sporting Kansas City. We call them the Sporks because they hate it. Um, so which Minnesota celebrity would you like to see buy into the Loons? Lizzo. Done. Yeah. Well, she's. I don't think she really considers Minnesota home I anymore. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, MJ, who do you got? Uh, Lizzo's going to b- buy into the ownership of Angel FC. Yes. And, and I, we're going to all be sad because uh, we, we would like to claim Lizzo as our own. It's so as hard because... As soon as you put Minnesota Vikings in your number one top hit, <laughs> you're just going to have to claim Minnesota. I'm sorry, Lizzo. Yeah, I'm sorry if that was not I'm, your I'm, intention. I'm sure this will get to her publicist. And, and it her, should. She wants to, she, I'm one of her top fans on Spotify. If she ever. wants to come on the podcast and, and justify, uh, you know... Why she hates Minnesota I don't, I'm not saying she hates Minnesota. I'm just saying, like, I don't think she claims Minnesota. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's kind of like Bob Dylan, like, just doesn't I went claim all the Minnesota way to anymore Houston. either. To see Lizzo, so uh, she better recognize. Okay. I mean, Lizzo would be fantastic. Don't get me wrong; I would absolutely love it. I would love if Lizzo was an owner of Minnesota United. MJ, yeah. who, do you, who do you got? This is so hard for me because, like, attitude-wise, I want it to be someone like Brother Law Ali. No, or, not him. Or Slug and Ant. Slug, you know, yes. Some someone from Rhyme Sayers. But the whole point of doing this is to one have large popular appeal. And two, someone with a lot of money. Yep. And so that would be more like someone from the NFL or NBA, like a Kevin Garnett. Gross. No. Yeah. See, I, I don't think those fit. Like, I would love some. a Rhymesayers. Yeah. Take. I, I, you know, I, I yes, that would be great. So I'm torn. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I know probably doesn't have all the money, but Dessa would be awesome. Oh as yeah. A, uh, uh, ambassador, you know, owner. Um, I was thinking her for the Minnesota Woso. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would imagine there's probably been some overtures uh, to her. Oh, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, it, obviously, the, the, the correct answer is, uh, is Prince if he was still alive. Um, but he's not alive, so I can't use that as an answer. Uh, Kirby Puckett, you know. Uh, no, because yeah. no, I'm not Kirby Puckett. Um, I'm actually thinking if uh, um, Byron Buxton would be pretty cool if he stays in Minnesota. He's a super chill, like, Really awesome dude, and has will have a shit ton of money pretty soon if he stays here because he's going to sign a gigantic extension. If, if again, if he sticks around, but somebody like that, I think a young, um, preferably Mover and shaker, yeah, preferably like you know not white person um, would yeah, be would be no. super awesome. So, um, so yeah, think about that and, and hit us up in the uh, on Twitter with who you yeah think yeah who would, would be, who would you want to would see? be great. We'll report back next week and then. Um, can we all agree that Kevin McHale is not the guy that we yes. want involved? I played Little League with his son in fourth grade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Story time with Mikey Jessica. Mikey McHale. Yeah, he was really good, too. Mikey, if you're out there, <laughs> you probably go by Mike or Michael now. I'm Jesse Moses right here talking to you. Um, the other person who would, would not surprise me, um, but is also like would be just kind of like the, the lamest would be Joe Maurer. And I, I grew up with Joe Maurer. Like, I played yeah. baseball with Joe Maurer. He'd be the kind of guy who, like, yeah, well, yeah, I'll invest like twenty million dollars into the and not and just like just be a silent partner, basically. Kind of, um, he's like the least surprising. Matt Dumba, 
<laughs> Matt Dumba. He would be a fun good. That would that actually that, Who that, is that? He plays for the Minnesota Wild. He's a, he's a player of color for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Um, he, plays, okay. he plays defense. Yeah. I don't know him. He's super fun. No he's, judge. Yeah, and, and he's super. And he's pretty good, actually, too. He's yeah, a, no, he's yeah. a top four I defenseman. I can't judge. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, all right. So, come on the quick United news. Um, Reynoso made the team of the week, uh, which is fantastic. Bevelo, um, who I understand now from the twits, the twit channels, that that is his childhood nickname, and he prefers Ray. Ray, yes. But yes. it's so fun to say Ray. I'm sorry. I might, I might have a hard time switching over. You mean say Bevelo. Babelo, it's really fun to say. <laughs> um, so he makes the team of the week. Uh, Superman, Christian Ramirez, scores in his second straight match, um, his first Scottish Premiership goal uh, for Aberdeen. Um, if you're not aware, the Scottish Premier League sold their rights to uh, Paramount Plus. So not every game, I think it's like one or two games a week, is on Paramount Plus. So um, Aberdeen is one of the better teams in the Scottish Premiership. So hopefully we'll see a few games. Um, there's a few. There's a couple other Americans playing in the Scottish Premiership too, which is which is kind of cool. So, if you do not have Paramount Plus, I'm sorry. As a women's soccer fan, watching the NWSL, watching Women's Champions League, it's a really good deal. Yeah. So well, they have, they have um, all the Champions League. They have Europa League. They have the uh, Europa Conference League, which uh, Aberdeen is in this year as well. Um, they have uh, Argentina, Brazil. Um, yeah, they have just they're just they're piling up soccer properties it's right now. It's less than ten bucks a month. Yeah, it's like five ninety nine really? a month. Yeah, it's like yeah, five ninety nine a month. Um, they have you know they have all the the Paramount Plus you know Paramount library of shows and. But they don't have all the MLS. No, that's uh, ESPN Plus. So. I'm so tired of being ESPN <laughs> yes. Plus because I try, I had ESPN Plus over this weekend. And I tried to access the game, and it said not in your region. Right, because yeah. you're, you're available. blacked out. You need a VPN. Yeah. We'll, it's we'll, some bullshit. We'll figure out. We'll, we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll teach you how to, to avoid ESPN Plus and their uh, their geocaching. So mm. it's not hard, and you can just install it on your phone, and you can watch your game on your phone and stream it to your TV or whatever. Really? So oh. yep, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk to you about it. Um, uh, Wea, Mind blown. Pat uh, Pat Wea is on his way back from Real Batiste. He had a uh, two-ish week trial there. Um, no news about if whether he uh, how it was went. picked up or how it went, <laughs> but it sounded like um, it sounded like he was doing was going well. Um, he certainly obviously has uh, aspirations uh, to play in Europe. So he's only seventeen, or I think he just turned eighteen. So he's got a little bit of time. Um, and then uh, in the last sort of kind of bit of tangential United news, uh, USA versus Mexico is actually going to be in Cincinnati. They announced that uh, earlier this week. Um, this is a that was a November it's a November twelfth game, that was kind of like one of the, the best opportunities for Minnesota United uh, to host an MLS World Cup qualifier. Mm. Um, so it goes to Cincinnati, which has just opened the brand new stadium this week. Um, so that kind of sucks for Minnesota uh, and for Allianz Field. There's three more matches that have yet to be determined. Uh, Panama on March twenty seventh, and then uh, there's two qualifiers: one in January, late January, one in early February. Uh, versus El Salvador and Honduras, respectively. I can't imagine that they would go to Minnesota for either of those uh, qualifiers, considering it's going to be the middle of fucking winter here. March twenty seventh, it's even itself is even. Um, it's like that's the second to last qualifier. It's, it could be a very important game if Minnesota, if the United States is not qualified yet for uh, the World Cup. So that'd be kind of cool um, in Minnesota. That's probably our best shot of, of actually hosting a match in this uh, this World Cup cycle. Sadly, probably not going to happen. Yeah, I know there's lots of new stadiums and everything, and they want to uh, um, spread the love around and all that, but it does kind of suck when it's, uh, you know, 
we won't we literally have only had I mean we saw actually I guess we had a Gold Cup game there and then we had uh the women's uh friendly after the World Cup versus Portugal. Yeah, versus Portugal, which is which is fun, but but not the same. You would have thought that we would have would have had a few more international matches, especially it's since it's a beautiful stadium. Especially the since the US the US really enjoyed uh, their time here too, so um, all right, let's do uh, Better Know a Loon, and uh, then we'll take a quick break. So, MJ, why don't you uh, kick us off here? We have, on August 6th, which is, what day? <laughs> uh, Friday, right? August 6th. I think it's Friday, yeah. August 6th. We have three Loon birthdays coming out. Ooh. One, well, two of them have something in common. They both were attacking players previously, and Heath tried to make them into backline players. Are these current players? Yes. Gasper? No. So, uh, Dotson and Noah Billingsley. Oh, Noah Billingsley. Uh, I haven't uh, heard that name for they, they, they both turned 24 this Friday. And then another player turns 31. Any, any guesses? Metanier. 31. No, but you're close in the sense it's someone that you fangirl over. Finley? Yeah. <laughs> 31 and no dad bod in sight. Yeah. All He's right. a handsome motherfucker. So happy birthday on Friday to yes. uh, Finley, Noah Billingsley, and bangers only Hassani Dotson. That's a, that's a hell of a day to be born, August 6th, huh? So anyways, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. Sorry, I, that didn't I? Just trailing off. Yeah, I did not have any nowhere that was going Deep at thoughts. all. So, All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll talk about... Des Moines Menace, uh, as well as the upcoming match against uh, Houston Dynamo on Saturday. We'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and welcome back to the Days I Know podcast. Tidy 45 minutes there. Uh, we're going to hopefully get this wrapped up in the next 25 so we can, so we can play some trivia. Play some trivia. So, Fuck um, yeah. Normally, this is the part we have the Minneapolis City Minute, but uh, there was Season's no Minneapolis over. City news. So, MJ, how about you give us the Des Moines Menace Minute? The Des Moines Menace Minute, everyone. What a 2021 for the Des Moines Menace. They play in the USL League 2. They were the Heartland Division champion with 11 wins, zero draws, one loss. That's a great record. Wow. And then they went into the Central Conference playoffs where they won three straight, including the Central Conference finals, a 2-1 win over Kalamazoo FC. That put them into the National Semifinals, a 2-0 win over the Portland Timbers U23 squad, and then in the USL League 2 championships, a 1-0 win over North Carolina Fusion U23. If you've never heard of that team, they're more commonly or used to be called the Carolina Dynamo. The they fusion? Yeah, they switched okay. to fusion. All right. They, they didn't want to talk about engines anymore. They wanted to talk about nuclear shit. Hey, or Fords, because I have a Ford Fusion. Yeah, okay. So, um, Dwight Menace, if, if you're not familiar, uh, is a Minnesota United fan. Uh, tends to cause us a lot of problems in the Open Cup. Um, Playing yeah. uh, shitty games at the Elizabeth Lyle, Lyle Robbie Stadium, which is a great stadium, don't get me wrong. But uh, when it's an April game and it's fucking 45 degrees outside and pouring rain, and uh, you'll get upset by a uh, fourth division team in, the, in good, the Open Cup, it's not, a, the, not there, a great look. And there are three former Minnesota soccer players that used to be Des Moines Menace players. 
So uh, we will we will cover the one that no one knows first. Dan O'Brien, former Ooh. Minnesota Thunder. Then he went to go play in New Zealand for a while, and then he played for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Ew. And then he played for Minneapolis City for one season. That's right. That's that's why that name sounds familiar. Dan, Dan O'Brien. Anyway, he started his career at Des Moines Menace. Justin Davis started ah. his career at Des Moines Menace. Where is he now? I don't know. I don't good know. Question. That's a good question because that's I don't know the answer to that one. That's a that's a MJ look it up later. Tune yeah, yeah. in next week mm-hmm. for where is Justin Davis now on one saloon. And then the last one is someone who currently plays, and you guys should all know who this person is. I, I oh Brent Brent Coleman. Oh, I well, knew it. I was in my head, and then I was uh, like, no way, he's you, from Iowa. Oh, he's not from Iowa, but he started. He, he was born in Omaha, there. but yeah, yeah, he. Omaha. Yeah, he was a De- former Des Moines Menace. Everyone. Somewhere right. in What's, uh, America. Let's discuss the Houston Dynamo, and uh, they're coming to town with the first of three consecutive home games for Minnesota United here in August, which is going to be a nice little home stand. Um, there are no odds for this game yet. Uh, Houston is playing a. There's actually a lot of uh, uh, midweek action, um, and Houston is playing Austin. Uh, I believe Austin. Um, the Aztecs down there in in Austin. Um, what? Uh, who do we need to look look out for on the Houston Dynamo? Uh, well, they're coached by uh, uh, Tab Ramos, uh, formerly of the. Was it? He was the U23 manager not too long ago. Correct, MJ. Am I, am I making that up? I don't remember. A couple years ago, um, he was involved with the U.S. Soccer Federation in some way, shape, or yes, form. Yes, he has been. Um, they uh, they have they still have Maynard Figueroa, who I think is the oldest player in the league. I think he's actually older than I am, even. Um, and uh, there's how could not, we forget? There's not many people who are older than me in the league at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, Corey Baird, uh, Darwin, is a hello. yes senior uh, homegrown player. And then yes, I think the obvious one is uh, Darwin Quintero, who really likes to show up about two or three times a year. Um, and uh, Especially against teams that he's uh, you know used to play for, so um, he'll be interesting to see what he uh, what he does. Uh, they also have uh, Fafa Picot, who is oh, been a, he's good. Uh, a thorn in the side of Minnesota for for quite some time. And then uh, I would say the other two um, are uh, Arudi, who's also a forward, and then Zach uh, Zarek Valentin, who is a uh, defender for Houston. Am I am I missing anybody? Um, anybody that jumps out to you that? We already said Figueroa. Yep. Um, this is they're not they're not a very good team. Um, no, but they have put us on the run before. That is true. Um, and uh, let's see, they are just trying to look up where they are in the uh, Western the Conference standings. standings. They are currently number nine in the Western Conference. Right. So not three, good. Three wins. They draw a lot. They have nine draws uh, and only four losses. Um, it's 18 points, um, negative three goal differential. Uh, Minnesota currently, I've seen just uh, for point of reference, is currently sitting in tied for sixth uh, with or tied for fifth with LAFC on 23 points. But Minnesota has a, a worse goal differential, so um, they're currently in the sixth spot here in the MOS standings. So uh, I guess you know the other person I'll point out is uh, Ariel Lassiter, um, who hasn't played much. But again, this Houston team—they play—they um, play pretty good defense. They are definitely a—they're uh, not going to score a lot of goals, but they're also not going to concede a lot of goals. So you really need to make your chances count against against Houston. So, um, anybody else I'm forgetting? 
Uh, Zarek Valentin. I did say Zarek Valentin. Uh, yeah, he's their he's the right back. Uh, they usually play in a uh, sort of a four one four one. So that will be it'll be important to try and win um, win the midfield battles with uh, with Houston, with Houston. So okay. <laughs> so any other any other thoughts on how Minnesota United should play them, um, other than just attack into the dirt, kill them. Okay, I, well, I think we I think we should play up the right side. I so like playing up the right side more than up than the left side. So going at uh, Yunkwa, their uh, yeah, um, relatively younger left back. Well, and oh, I forgot Joe Corona's on this team too. He's, <laughs> he also so he is also on the uh, on that left wing. So, yeah, I mean, I think that is typically been our our, our strength. The, the, the Valentine side. Yeah, yeah. Um, typically been our strength. So, um, so yeah, who, who's going to win? Uh, MJ, we'll start with you. I think we're going to win, but I need to say, just to get back on the right track, we're going to lose. We're going we're gonna to lose. What is this two, nonsense? Two, two to one. That is nonsense is what it is. Two so. to one, because I'm getting superstitious about this shit. Could All you right. just pick another superstition to be, like, a little stitious about? Like, maybe don't change your socks or something? <laughs> this is very confusing and predicting. And, like... Now you say lose, so we win. Does that give you bragging rights afterwards? I don't know, MJ. I don't think so. Uh, Jess, who do you got? Have you not seen the butterfly effect? I have, but it was a long time okay, ago. Yeah. Don't ask me to watch it again. I would never ask you to watch Acid Kutcher in anything again. Ever. 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 So I say we win. It, uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy win, <laughs> but I say we win. Uh I will agree with that, although I could easily see us uh, drawing as well. But I'm going to go with the win as well. So, uh, All right. Let's uh, jump into quickly some world soccer before we wrap up the podcast here and, and get done before trivia starts. Uh, the 2020 Olympics obviously still going on. Uh, men's semifinal. Um, well, by the time you hear this, you probably won't be able to watch the matches, um, depending on how quickly I'm able to get it up uh, tonight. But we have a uh, semifinal between uh, Mexico and Brazil. And then uh, Japan versus uh, Spain in the uh, other semifinal. Um, Mexico-Brazil kicks off at 3 a.m., so if you're listening to this because you're an insomniac or something at in midnight, you can catch that Mexico-Brazil game uh, or Japan and Spain. So any, any other thoughts uh, on either of those games, MJ? Nope. I'm cheering for Spain. I still don't know why. I <laughs> uh, all right. And then the women's semifinal happened this morning, actually, as a matter of fact. So... Uh, U.S. Women's National Team lost one nothing to Canada. Um, I wasn't able to watch this game because I needed to sleep, and I slept through my alarm, and my wife was not very happy about that. So, because it woke her up and the baby up. Um, Ooh, so, doghouse. Yeah. So, uh, but tell us a little bit about this game, MJ. Um, what happened here? It was very tightly defended by both teams. The USA really had a hard time progressing the ball through the midfield due to the way that Canada played defense. And then late in the game, young center back Tierna Davidson kicks out Deanne, Deanne Rose's right leg. It was kind of similar to the Finley Dahomey situation where Deanne Rose comes in and kind of throws her leg over to kind of box out Tierna Davidson, who had already committed to start kicking. And so by the time she follows through, it, it's, it's going through Rose's leg. Uh, you could have called it either way, but watching the replay, it was definitely a, uh, a penalty. It, don't blame Tierra 
Davidson for this loss because none of the veterans playing forward that should have scored goals scored goals or made the right passes. Uh, we, we went into really desperation, long ball and crossing header shit, stuff that doesn't yield to a very high percentage of good chances. And I'm sorry, we did not play well. Yeah. So we're in the bronze. The U.S. is, is going to be in the bronze medal game. Uh, against Australia, who against they, Australia. Uh, who they uh, already beat. Um, or no, drew uh, 0-0 at the last, their last group, ga- group stage game. So, And Sweden Canada will be in the gold, the gold medal game. Gold medal game is happening at 9 p.m. Uh, on Thursday. The bronze is 3 a.m. on Thursday morning. So, again, if you want to get your ass out of bed and watch a, um, a bronze medal soccer game, that's, uh, you can do it then. So, And the gold medal game is at, for whatever reason, 9 p.m. Yeah. Central time. Which I'm, I'm glad, I'm, guess, I'm guessing, while Wes is upset that U.S. Uh, lost, he doesn't have to cancel drag that night. So, yeah, because um, yeah, I think he was planning on canceling drag if the U.S. was in the in the final. So I'm excited for drag. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about the Olympics? I just want to rant that never before has a women's team won the Olympics the year after they won the World Cup. And this was the U.S.'s year to do that. If you compare it to that there are 24 teams that have are enter a Women's World Cup, only 12 teams are in the women's football bracket for the Olympics. That's a lot fewer teams. Germany's not here. France is not here. Spain is not here. This was a great chance for us to make history. And whether you want to blame uh, Aronofsky's tactics or his roster selection or the players on the field, probably a combination of all those things, we didn't get it done. Yeah, it was... Disappointing from the from the get go of that very first game against Sweden, where they lost three nothing and just and just were thoroughly outplayed. Um, watching the highlights from that game, like they weren't even it wasn't even like occasionally there'll be like a game that you lose three nothing where it's like, yeah, well it probably should have been one nothing or one one, but bounces went the wrong way. This game they were absolutely thoroughly outplayed and um, and the Sweden game too. Only basically the uh, the New Zealand game did they look comprehensively like the team that they um, are supposed to be. Right. So. Those of you who follow me on Twitter, one, I, I'm really sorry for all of you, but <laughs> two, on the U.S. Women's National Team coverage, I have repeatedly said that at some point, the European teams and the Asian teams are going to figure out that the U.S. doesn't know tactics that well, and they rely a lot on athleticism. And when they figure out the tactics to counter that, we're going to have to get better at tactics. And there's going to be a wake-up call. I hope this is that wake-up call. Yeah. Uh, and then quickly, Gold Cup. Um, tw- talk quickly about the semifinals. The final was last night. Um, Qatar, zero. U.S., uh, one. Um, I, I, w- I went on a little Twitter thread about this, but Kellen Acosta <laughs> just doing the fucking CONCACAF. Uh, dark arts of dark soccer. Dark arts. Um, g- totally getting in the Qatar penalty taker's head. Uh, and... Uh, and it was just absolutely just a master class. And it wasn't just Kellen Acosta, too. I, I, I point out that Kellen Acosta is probably the most concacaf player that we've ever had. Um, and I got, somebody got, I got some pushback. People said Jermaine Jones. I was like, well, Jermaine Jones was just an asshole. Being an asshole yeah. is one thing. Being concacaf is a totally different thing. Um, Not synonymous. Yeah, Jermaine Jones had a little bit of the concacaf in it, but he was mostly just an asshole. But here's the thing. Jermaine Jones was not ever subtle. No. Kellen Acosta has learned how to be subtle. Yeah. The other great thing about this, too, was, like, you, could, you saw him doing it. Then all of a sudden you see uh, 
Eric Williamson getting into getting yeah, into yeah. the mix, uh, other players getting into the mix as well, um, and and helping helping him out, just creating just you know high drama, and it was just it's I love to see it. I think Kellen Acosta has been. Um, Underused in Colorado, I think he was he was playing really well for FC Dallas. Got traded to Colorado, and it's kind of just been I didn't really figure out what to do with him in Colorado. And so I think it's really great. I think he's basically solidifying his spot as uh, as the uh, uh, U.S. Men's National Team. He definitely will be the first guy in. Uh, Tyler Adams is out, so I'm really excited about that. Um, Mexico beat Canada two to one in the other semifinal on Thursday night, and then last night. Uh, or anything else to talk about the U- Qatar USA game? Uh, a great goal. Uh, I was actually more impressed with the pass by from uh, Giochini. Yeah. To, to Zardes. Zardes just needed to be there, and yeah. he was there, and he did. Do- That's what Zardes, Zardes does. Did. Yeah. He's in the uh, right spot, and he puts in goals. And then the final Sunday night, uh, U.S. Men's National Team won Mexico zero. A Woo-hoo! Miles Robinson header to win it in extra time. All three of us were at Blackheart. We are. We, we yes, were. All three of us were. Uh, it was a fantastic, um, absolutely fantastic goal from Miles Robinson. Uh, it was very exciting. U- I kept I kept catching my breath. <laughs> the U.S. Uh, I think you could say we say was mostly outplayed in this game, but they had the they had the better opportunities. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul Ariola twice uh, just hit the post or just missed wide. I'm just gonna call him Mr. Nipple. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Minnesota. I think or sorry, not Minnesota. I think U.S. had had some of the best chances in the game. Um, Agreed. Mexico by by the. Uh, Extra time was just gassed, and they, and that is a team that Tata Martino brought basically the exact, almost the exact same team from the Nations League uh, final. Yes, and he's been playing all those guys. He's been playing them into the ground, um, much like Inchi. Uh, yeah. he, get, he gets he has the core group of players that he likes, and then he doesn't really do much to uh, to rotate. So it's been it was an interesting look, and U.S. beats Mexico for two times in a row. I can't remember the last time that that happened when they have won two in a row against Mexico, and not just in friendlies, but actually in competitive matches where hardware was on the line. Two tournaments in, me- in finals with Mexico in roughly two months. I mean, it's a good it's a good uh, time to be a U.S. men's national team fan. <coughs> and good momentum for uh, World Cup qualifying, which starts in literally less than a month, I think. So, or about yeah. a month. So. And then the last thing I just want to I want to throw in here into the document is uh, uh, there was a, a another death, um, as someone who was paralyzed during the Hillsboro disaster. So it's the 97th player that the uh, 97th person whose death was ruled a homicide in the Hillsboro disaster. Um, if you're not familiar with the Hillsboro disaster, there is a really great 30 for 30 on it uh, on ESPN. If you have ESPN Plus, um, Liverpool. And this is not just a Liverpool thing. This is Liverpool-Everton. This is something that the whole city comes around, um, gets gets behind. Uh, Liverpool's jerseys have a, a 96 and a flame on the back of them, on the on the back of the neck. I'm guessing they're going to up, be updating that to to make that a 97. So it's a, it's a sad, sad thing. But um, if you get a chance, there's a really great Guardian piece about this. Uh, and again, if you, if you really want to learn more about the Hillsborough disaster and what it did, and not just for Liverpool and for the, the supporters, but what it did to um, football culture and supporter culture in in England uh, generally, it's a, a really, really great uh, 30 for 30. So, all right, um, that'll do it for us, guys. We uh, Please, obviously, rate and review the podcast. Um, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave's I Know. Um, and remember, we're going to have Alexi Lawless on the podcast next so week. So ask some motherfucking questions. So yeah, so slide into the DMs. Uh, get your questions for Alexi Lawless. Uh, 
he basically said nothing was off limits. So um, we'll so see how quickly it. we'll see how quickly we can it's get him to. Uh, why is your hair so red? We'll see. We'll see how quickly we can get to. How uh, old are you? Him. Uh, let's just you can just Google that, Jess. You don't need to actually ask him that. So, um, all right. At TDIKMN on Twitter, I'm at Texas Seller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. Jess is still at. Jessica, one, four, four, zero, eight, three, nine, two. We have been the Daves You Know. This is the Daves I Know. As long as you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, y'all, son, son, son. Nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.